What works against Syracuse? We're going to talk about it today with the Pinstripe Bowl coming up this week here on Locked On Golden Gophers. You are Locked On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. We're talking a lot of pinstripe bowl this week because it is officially bowl week and the Gophers will play against Syracuse in New York Yankees Stadium. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest info this week. It's going to be a big week. It's going to be a big one. I have a a big feeling, and I think you're definitely going to want to stay tuned. So hit subscribe and be sure to follow wherever you get podcasts at Lockdown Golden Gophers. Now, like I said, it is officially bowl week. We've got the pinstripe bowl in New York Yankee Stadium in New York. The Gophers taking on Syracuse. Now, uh, yes, it, it feels like a home game because they are in New York. Now, some people might say, oh, well, it's still like three or four hours away. Yeah, you know what? It's like driving-wise, 20-plus hours away for the Gophers. Now, it might not be 20. It's probably like 16, 16-hour drive maybe, 17. Still, it's a lot closer for Syracuse than it is for Gophers fans. And the price of airfare is not cheap. So I don't want to hear all that specifics. You get what I'm saying. So it will feel like a home game. But at the same time, I do believe Gophers fans will travel well in this one, and it will be a good game. Even though it's colder, it's not like what we just saw in the NFL this past weekend with the polar vortexes. So you know what? We'll take it. I'm looking forward to the game overall. I'm looking forward to seeing Gopher football back on the field. And today we are going to talk about the commonalities in Syracuse's losses versus their wins. What trends happened as they... What, what things came up more consistently when they were losing and when they were winning, and maybe that can pinpoint some of the keys for the Gophers in winning this bowl game and going 4-0 in bowl games under coach P.J. Fleck. Now, I'm excited. It's been a while. Hopefully, we're going to see Ethan Kaliak Manis out there. It sounds as though Mo is probably going to play in this game. So hopefully, he'll be setting the official program records that he is so close to achieving. It looks like JMS is out there. Uh, Tyler Newbin, we know, is back for next year, and we'll get to see him on the field again. It sounds like a lot of those Gophers are going to be playing in their final game for the Gophers moving forward in this bowl game. So it's a good chance to get a last look at some of our seniors as well as see maybe who steps up into future roles. It's going to be a big game. It's going to be a fun game. And it's good to see Gopher football again after about a month hiatus from the last game. So I want to talk about the commonalities, but first let's talk about the line. Let's talk about What's happening there? It's opened up with a seven point line, which was in favor of the Gophers. And that line has shifted, but which way? It's shifted in favor of the Gophers even further. It's at nine and a half points. And honestly, I'd take that. I would still take the over on nine and a half points because Syracuse has officially 
lost their running back who opted out of playing in this game. Now, he did say he's going to be present for the game on the sidelines, cheering on his teammates, but he's not playing. And that's running back Sean Tucker, who is also an NFL prospect, just like Mo Ibrahim. And Sean Tucker accounted for 30% of Syracuse's total offensive yardage on the entire season. 30% of it was all strictly from Sean Tucker. And on top of that, almost 40% of their touchdowns was accounted for for Sean Tucker. So only a two and a half point bump from that announcement was surprising to me. And I definitely think the Gophers can cover that and pass that. I do think this game favors the Gophers in the light of, I I think it's a slim to lower chance that the Gophers drop this game. Now, we know anything can happen, and that's why they play the game. So it definitely is still a possibility. But I think with a lot of our key players playing in this game, the Gophers have no reason to lose this game. And it should be another nine-win season, another bowl game win as we head into 2023. Now, that's huge. I love it. It, it kind of finishes off the year with some positivity, which could definitely be used after a slightly, dis- slightly disappointing season. Now, not disappointing in the fact of, you know, it was a bad season or you should be mad, but there was a little bit of a letdown with the fact that you want wanted a division championship. Simple as that. And had we beaten Purdue this year, we would have been playing in that divisional championship game. It seems to always be just one game over these past three full seasons that we're just one game away from playing in the conference championship in a division title. It hurts. It hurts a little bit, but we got to finish it off right with the opportunity that is in front of us with this pinstripe bowl game. Now let's talk about the commonalities of the losses and of the wins for Syracuse. So we can know what the Gophers need to attack in this one. But before we do that, this show is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs is definitely the place you want to be. If you're looking to make a new hire either before or in this next new year coming up and it's coming quick. After this week year, or after this year, of course, after this week, it will be the new year, 2023. So these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have the best access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs can help you find the right people for your team even faster. And you want to kick off the new year with finding the right people. So it's super easy. You can create a free job post online at LinkedIn jobs, and then you add a purple hiring frame around your personal LinkedIn. So you can let others in your network know you're hiring and they can help pass along the right fits for you. On top of that, you get simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on candidates that you want to reach and interview even faster. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one when it comes to delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find quality candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. So thank you so much for listening to 
Locked on Golden Gophers and making us your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. Now, I know I'm dropping this episode a little bit later on a Monday night. Hopefully you're checking it out or you can check it out first thing in the morning on Tuesday, but it's going to be a good week for Gophers fans. And let's talk about this bowl game, the Pinstripe Bowl. We're talking about our opponent, Syracuse, who had five losses on the year, seven wins on the year. Now let's talk about the commonalities we saw in the losses first. So they started with a six-game win streak and then had a five-game losing streak before finishing the season with one more win to close out the year. Now in those five losses though, the five losses were to Clemson, quality opponent, Notre Dame, quality opponent, Pitt, who was on and off in quality, Florida State, quality opponent, and Wake Forest, who had moments of high quality. Now, those are respectable losses, but you still want to take one of those or at least one or two of those to be an elite team. It looked like they were on the trajectory of really good season, starting out 6-0, and and then it kind of fell apart for them. The Gophers looked like they were on a good trajectory of that 4-0 start, and then things started to kind of wobble a little bit. So similar boat. Now the Gophers got off their losing streak after three games, whereas Syracuse took five. So similar trajectories, although the Gophers might've kicked the, the losing streak a little quicker. Now in those five losses, the five that I just talked about, the Clemson game, you saw 27 to 21. They gave up five sacks. Syracuse gave up five sacks. They had one turnover that they gave up. And then they also gave up 293 rush yards and 157 pass yards. That's 450 yards total. And they also forced four turnovers. So they lost forcing four turnovers and only giving up one. You don't hear that too often. Then you go to Notre Dame. They lost 41 to 24, gave up four sacks. They gave up two turnovers and they gave up 246 rush yards, 116 passing yards and 362 total yards. One turnover force so they lost a turnover battle there by one Pitt, the loss was 19 to 9 six sacks given up zero turnovers given up and then on top of that they give up 161 rush yards 176 pass yards 337 combined total yards and two turn turnovers force so again won the turnover battle there so you're seeing they won the turnover battle in two out of those three losses already you don't see that too often but those yardage totals, that's what's really piquing the curiosity. They gave up 293 rush yards, 246 rush yards, and then 161 rush yards. So how did it look for the other final two losses? Florida State, where they got blown out of the water, 38-3. to They gave, gave up three sacks, one turnover given, and then they had 190 passing yards, not terrible, and 230 rushing yards given up. So 420 total yards given up on that day and forced one turnover, even turnover line there. But again, that trend we're seeing 230 rushing yards. So that's three out of the four losses were above 200 rushing yards. Is this music to your ears right now, Gophers fans? Because it should be. It should play right into the Gophers' strengths. Now that final loss, Wake Forest, they lost 45 to 35, a little bit closer of a game, high scoring one there, three sacks given up, one turnover given up, and 331 passing yards. Okay, so how they do in rushing? 212 rushing yards, and Wake Forest does not rush the ball, or at least they didn't in 2022. So the fact that Wake Forest put up 543 total yards, and that's now four out of the five games in which they gave up 200 or more rushing yards and zero turnovers for us. So they lost the turnover battle there. 
Now, what you're looking at is in each one of these losses, every single one of them, they gave up three to six sacks in every game. So the Gophers struggled with pressure this year. Josh Joyner kind of picked it up as the season went on, and you got to see more opportunity and more flashes from him. This could be a coming out game for Josh Joyner. And if the Gophers are going to get some of these younger guys worked in there, guys like Anthony Smith, maybe, maybe. Now, you, if you've listened to this podcast, know I am all aboard the Anthony Smith hype train. I think he's going to be a monster for the Gophers in years to come. It would be great to see him get a little bit of opportunity, especially if the Gophers get this game in hand early. But like I said, three to six sacks given up in every single one of these losses. Most of them on the higher end of that, five sacks, four sacks, six sacks. Then you had three sacks and three sacks. So they give up a lot. They take a lot of pressure and they give up a lot of sacks. Now you're taking away their best player in Sean Tucker, who did a lot of the yardage for him, a lot of the scoring for them. You're taking away that threat and putting even more pressure on the quarterback to produce and perform to get a win in this game. There is no excuses for the Gophers. They should absolutely dominate this matchup, especially when you talk about this team, the Syracuse team, struggles against the run game. Four out of their five losses, they gave up over 200 rushing yards. Four out of the five. If if that's how they can be attacked, and Mo Ibrahim is playing in this, and you still got Zach Evans, who showed the quick little flashes in his one performance. You've got Potts and Bryce, who have both shown potential and shown flashes in that ground game. The Gophers should absolutely tear this defense up on the ground. On top of the fact that Ethan Kaliak Manis can rush it as well. So the Gophers should eat at this passing or this running defense and really be able to play the play style that the Gophers want to play. Now, only one out of the five losses did a passer pass for over 200 yards. Now, that's pretty impressive to me because they did go up against a DJ Uangalele. They went up against Jordan Travis over at Florida State, and they went up against Sam Hartman, who absolutely scorches folks in the passing game. Now, Sam Hartman was the only one to go over that 200-yard passing mark because he had 331 passing yards in that game. But they played some staunch quarterbacks, left it under 200 yards passing for most of those games. But who needs to pass if you're giving up over 200 rushing yards in each and every loss? So you see where we can attack. You see the commonalities in the losses. But what is common when it comes to the wins? Where do they have success and where did they find it in the games, the seven games that they were able to win? That's what we're going to talk about coming up next. First, we got to talk about our friends over at Bet Online. Now, Bet Online is going to give you the best sports betting info, news, and analysis. And like we said, that line shifted in favor of the Gophers from seven points to nine and a half points. Again, I would smash the over on that because I truly think this Gophers team is the built perfectly to really gash the Syracuse lineup. You can get the latest odds and trends over at Bet Online, where they have every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college football, bowl season to basketball. They had the World Cup, you name it. Check it out at Bet Online. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at Bet Online as well. Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, Gophers fans, so this one might be a little shorter of a show, but we're just covering the trends and the commonalities 
of Syracuse as we prepare for the Pinstripe Bowl. So definitely, if you're enjoying this, be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube so you can get all of the latest and greatest when it comes to Lockdown Golden Gophers. And if you want more, if you want to catch up on the latest on sports information across all the leagues, then check out Lockdown Sports today where they'll wrap up everything big happening in the sports world in a 30 minute segment. So that way, you know what the latest and the top setting trending stories are in the sports world. You can find it wherever you get podcasts at Locked On Sports today. So we're wrapping this one up with what the commonalities were in the wins for Syracuse, hopefully so the Gophers don't fall into the pit pitfalls or the traps or what have you that this Syracuse team can thrive off of. So now when we're looking at the wins, who did Syracuse beat? They beat Louisville, they beat UConn, they beat Purdue, Purdue, the team the Gophers lost to, and that loss cost us the division. So you can't sleep on Syracuse. Hear me out when I'm saying that. But they also uh, beat Virginia, Wagner, which wouldn't take that one too much to heart, and then North Carolina State and Boston College. So there were some quality wins on there. North Carolina State, who was ranked at the time, they took them out. Purdue, who showed out all year, and played tough against a lot of teams. And then Louisville was hit or miss on some. And UVA or Virginia also hit or miss. Kind of inconsistent throughout the year. So they have some quality wins out there. But also not the greatest resume. Now in the Louisville win, they won big. 31-7. to They gave up two sacks. Zero turnovers given. 198 pass yards and 137 rush yards, 334 total yards given up, and they forced three turnovers, winning the turnover battle. Then in the UConn game, they won 48 to 14, three sacks given up, zero turnovers, 105 pass, 97 rush, 200 in total, two yards given up, and two turnovers forced, again winning the turnover battle. Purdue game. 32 to 29 is what they beat Purdue. It was a late last second field goal that helped kind of tie that one up. Two sacks given up, one turnover given, 424 pass yards and 61 rush yards. So even though Purdue was able to put up over 400 passing yards, that did not really hurt uh, Syracuse when it came to it because when you're passing the ball, you're not really eating up as much of the clock. So I'm guessing that clock that was left remaining helped them stay into the game to the very end and get that chip shot field goal to win the game now they also had zero turnovers forced, so they lost the turnover battle in that one virginia they won 22 to 20 a very close game six sacks given up four turnovers given up 138 pass 149 rush 287 total yards given up and two turnovers forced, so they lost the turnover battle in that one wagner Again, a low-quality opponent. They absolutely demolished them, 59-0. to zero. zero sacks given up, zero turnovers given up, 19 passing yards given up, and 31 rushing yards for a total of 50 yards from Wagner. Again, had no business playing that game, but we all play the lower non-conference games, at least one out there to kind of warm up the juices or get a good victory on the schedule. Everybody does it, including the Bama's, Georgia's, you name it. So we'll give it to them. And zero turnovers forced. So they actually had a, they, a one turnover force. My fault, my fault. They won that battle as far as turnovers. 
the last two wins, NC State, they won 24 to 9, zero sacks given up, two turnovers given up, 160 pass, 95 rush, 255 total yards given up, zero turnovers forced. So they lost the turnover battle in that one. Finally, Boston College, they won 32 to 23, six sacks given up, one turnover, 252 pass, 89 rush, and two turnovers forced. So barely won that turnover battle, but again, they were able to pass all over and Boston college was able to pass for 252 rush yards or pass yards, only 89 rushing yards. And that difference in the rushing yards, they were able to continue to score and save time and keep themselves in the game. So this isn't a team you really want to heavily pass all over. You want to control the clock. You want to bleed it down. You want to run it and gash them because that's where they can be had. Now, what you see in the common trends in these wins is the turnover battle hasn't really mattered as much, surprisingly, which is extremely wild. Usually, if you win the turnover battle, you have a really good chance at winning. But when you win the turnover battle against Syracuse, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win. They lost the turnover battle in three out of their seven wins. So turnovers haven't been as impactful against Syracuse. Now, they've always scored above 22 points in their victory. So if they're not high scoring and they're not really putting up heavy amount of points, they're not coming out with victories in these games. And the Gophers defense has been one of the best units in the entire country. We should be able to hold them to under 22 points, which should play again in the Gophers favor. Finally, they didn't allow a single team in their victories to rush for over 150 yards. So if Syracuse has been able to hold teams to under 150 rushing yards, they've genuinely been able to get a victory. I think that's going to be a tough task for them with Mo Ibrahim likely playing in this game. So you know what? I think this game in the end really plays in the Gophers' favor. I think there are a lot of things to be on the lookout for, but overall what we're learning is if you can run on them, you have a good shot at winning, and also you should have a great shot at creating pressure and getting to the quarterback. That is highly even more elevated and escalated with Sean Tucker, their running back option, number one, not playing in this game, so the Gophers don't have any excuses in dropping this one. You need to come out with a bowl game victory. You need to get 4-0 under PJ Fleck when it comes to that time and send the seniors off right. That's going to do it for us on today's episode of Locked on Golden Gophers. I appreciate you listening. Please hit subscribe on the channel on YouTube and follow wherever you get your podcasts at Locked on Golden Gophers. And be sure to leave a five-star review so others can find the channel and we can build this thing up the right way. This is Kane Rob signing off. Have a good one. I will see you tomorrow. Row the boat, Sky Go Gophers.